0: All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, 3.
1: Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hey everybody, welcome back to HR Latte. This is my first episode of 2019. I'm very happy to be back at it. HR Latte has been a great joy in my life and I'm looking forward to uncovering and revealing fantastic stories about human resources, recruiting, job search, and much more. I'm very excited to introduce a guest to you that I have been wanting to and have neglected to interview for many, many years. David Perry is the managing partner for Perry Martell International. He's also a renowned author, several books, uh, hiring greatness, executive recruiting for dummies, as well as the guerrilla marketing for job hunters series. You may be familiar. There have been three of those, and he promised me not too long ago he was never writing another one, and guess what? Number four is in the works. So I'm very happy to introduce my friend and colleague, David Perry. Hey, David. Hey, Ryan.
0: Thank you very much for having me, and, and I'm sorry I, I made that shot about always a bridemaid never <laughs> talking about myself, waiting, waiting patiently for nearly a decade to get on your show.
1: Yeah, and you but know, you're here now. That's that's amazing. Do you know that I was going to make a joke about always being the bride? You know, anybody who knows me knows that I've been married a few times. so I'm always the bride and never the bridesmaid. So it's just a silly joke. But, you know, I looked back on how long we've known each other and it's been 12 years. You and I met at a um, recruiting conference. I think it was called Recruit Fest in Toronto. Toronto, right? That was back in 2007. So it's nearly two, 12 years. That we've known each other and you've been a great friend and resource of information and a help throughout my career once I became a recruiter, which was many years ago, 2000, 2001, and very exciting to finally have you on HR Latte. So thank you so much for joining me today on HR Latte. There's several topics that I want to talk with you about, and we're going to break this into three different episodes. But first, I want you to tell us a little bit about a new project you have going called My New Job Hunt. It can be found, information about this can be found at mynewjobhunt.com. Give us a little overview, David, of My New Job Hunt.
0: My New Job Hunt is a program I started with a friend more years ago than I can count. But here's what it's all about. When I wrote the the series, uh, Guerrilla Marketing for Job Hunters, I did the first book as more of a marketing uh, ploy than anything else, and then the the book took off and took on a, a life of its own. And uh, suddenly, I think I've mentioned this to you before. When we did the first guerrilla marketing for Job Hunters books, I'm silly enough to put my email address <laughs> in the book, and it, you know, and LinkedIn had sort of just come out, and um, oh, just a disaster. I was getting 2,900 emails. Oh no! Uh, literally, a, a day, a day. know, yeah, Anyway, so there was a lot of need. This is back in 2005, and so I started in 2007, 2008, quite by accident, a um, job search boot camp. I was giving a talk in Detroit to launch the second edition of the book Guerrilla American for Job Hunters 2.0 and I went to Detroit and my editor said don't go to Detroit you know the unemployment's like 15% it's going to be a disaster no one's going to buy any books and I said well the the unemployment's actually 48.6 and uh, that's the whole point if we can be successful there we can be successful anywhere so here I am I've rented I spent almost $12,000 rented the MSU auditorium brought Kevin in bought a projector and um we go out to um The the job search clubs in Detroit, I am answering this question. The job search clubs in Detroit and tell them that we're coming and we're going to put on this event. And every one of those job search club uh, owners said, great, we'll tell all our people. I said, super, because we didn't have any more money for marketing, right? So a week before, we're going to go and give this presentation. I log on to uh, event.com, whatever it was we used, and uh, uh, to see if we had any tickets left. We only had 700 seats. And fortunately, I had... Every single one of those seats left. Wow. One ticket had been bought. So no. Yeah, was dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just a little bit. So I started calling these coaches to find out what was going on. No one would take my call. I finally disguised my number. One coach picked up the, the phone and I said, What's going on? I said, uh, You know, you guys said, So listen, we got together, a bunch of us collectively. David, I made $439,000 last year with people coming to my job search workshops every week. And, pay me 10, 15 bucks to come oh. and pay me to do their resumes. Why would I want anyone to get a job faster than normal? Oh. That's what it was in 2008 in Detroit. I went apoplectic. And by the time I calmed down, <laughs> I called my, my partner, Kevin Donlin and I told him what was going on. He said, not a problem. So Kevin get, jumps on a plane. And he's in Minneapolis. He jumps on a plane, flies into Detroit where he used to live, and goes to rent a biplane. Because this is a Friday, Saturday morning, MSU was playing against uh, Notre Dame in the the football game kickoff. So he rented a biplane that flew over the city for an hour and a half for the event, dragging a banner that said, looking for a job, looking for a job, www.savemichigan.com. Wow. I've got a picture of it. And So so we filled the event. That was the point. So I'm standing backstage with Kevin and I said, okay, I'm going to go out and warm up the audience because I can occasionally be funny. So I go outside, I go out in the front of the stage and I, you know, I give them my five minutes of my best job search warm up. you know, kind of funny. Right. No one laughed. No one even smiled. That's- so looking through uh, into people's eyes that were dead, they, they was just so despondent. Whoa. So I come back and Kevin said, how to go? And I said, oh, they're great. They're all warmed up. So we went out. It. it took us <laughs> 25 or 30 minutes. You can't make this stuff up, right? right. It took us about 25 or 30 minutes until you start to see the eyes. Uh, light up the sparks, light up in their eyes in the audience. And you realize you got them; they're getting it. Yeah. So at the halfway mark, we called a, a bio break, and I said to everybody in the audience, "Before you go," because Kevin had given them a fifty dollars challenge to do something. And people were running out to do the challenge. I said, "Before you go, I need seven people. They give me forty nine dollars. Says you give me forty nine dollars, I'm going to put you through a ten week boot camp, and guarantee I get you a job." And I mean, hands went really. Hands went up immediately, we took seven people just at random. They eventually paid us the 49 bucks. <laughs> at the end of the night, Kevin goes, what are you talking about? I said, well, we're going to make a 10-week boot camp. He said, out of what? I said, by the time I land, I'll have the first week done. So this is where the entire
1: thing, wow. the yeah.
0: job search boot camp came from. And that was the in-person and then later online uh, virtual thing that we we did. That has become My New Job Hunt. Now, we took it to My New Job Hunt because it's physically impossible to get out and continue to give these speeches in the the quantity that have to be given. So we put 214 people through this series, uh, this 10-week boot camp, and uh, the last two or three years, it was $4,999 US to do it, but we guaranteed you a job. Of the 214 people, 212 graduated with jobs. And, And I don't mean just a job. It was their dream job. And you know, I can stand up on a on a math on a on stage in front of a blackboard and show you the math of job search. I mean, I'm an economics major, right, and, and, and a minor in statistics, so I can show you the math of job hunt. And it's like this: the average American spends 48 minutes a day looking for a job. That's a that's a real statistic. It came from a couple of studies that were actually published. Well, if you're spending 48 minutes a day looking for a job, no wonder it takes you 39 to 40 weeks to find one.
1: It's not enough time.
0: Yeah. So, and most people only spend that amount of time because they don't know what to do. They go down, they check the job board, nothing's changed, or they apply for something new, and then they go about doing their honey-do list.
1: Right.
0: I'm sorry if that's politically incorrect. (laughs) So, what we designed was a program that takes eight hours, sometimes 10 hours, depending on how fast you're going, and it's five days a week. And it goes for 10 weeks. No one's ever gone. Oh, I shouldn't say that. We've actually had two go uh, past the 10 weeks. But the average person that does this job hunt program, graduates in the middle of week three. We've had people from as young as 18 years old being evicted from the country because they were a guest and they couldn't find a job to, you know, 71-year-old men whom English was their third language, all go through the program, all graduate. So what we've done now is we've taken all of the boot camp, we've put it into modules, we built a learning platform from scratch. We built a CRM, a contact relationship management program from scratch, and we built a job board called Jobs from scratch, put this all together. So when you come to My New Job Hunt and you sign up for the program, by the way, you sign up for life, but it's a different story. You sign up for the program. It takes you step-by-step, day-by-day through everything you need to do to establish your uh, online presence, to write a resume that people are going to read to target companies where you actually want to work and, and to find out how. And we, we, we tell you how to figure out what companies you want to work for, the people inside the organization that have the problems that you can actually solve based on what you've already done, and how to reach out to them, how to have a conversation, to start the conversation. And as a day-by-day, day, five days a week, you record all this stuff. So when you – and the reason we did this is because when you graduate, everybody knows that all jobs now are temporary. So, the average job hunter that's listening to this today in 2019 is likely to have a new job every year and a half to two years, max for the next 20 years. That's the new normal. Is that
1: okay? okay, That's what I was going to ask. This is the new normal. I mean, you and I are baby boomers. And so, when we were kids, you know, you would get a job or fresh out of college. And the hope is that you would stay with an organization until retirement. You'd get that golden watch, the golden parachute, whatever it was that sent you off into the wonderful land of retirement. And that was the normal. But now, the now gen, what I like to call it, because it is it covers the all the generations, individuals are calling their own shots and they, they want to be happy in their work. And if they're not happy, they're not willing to stay. They're not willing to sacrifice the time commitment that you have to put into a job in order to do it, to do it well if they don't like their job. So this is an interesting new normal. And many people would say to you, David, well, why now? The economy's great. We don't need another way to look for a job. Anybody can find a job. Unemployment is the lowest it's been in 20, 30, 40 years. Why now? So I would love your thoughts on that. I actually have as many people asking me how to find a job today as I did 10 years ago. What do you say to somebody that says it's it's unnecessary to have a tool like this because unemployment is so low? You know,
0: it's an interesting thought so here's my summary thought. You know, the time to dig your well is before you're thirsty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and we know that book, you know, and, and he's done really well with yeah. it. But the, the bottom line is this. There may be a lot of jobs, but if you actually read the stats, it's something that. Being a, a, an economics major and being a statistician, I look way behind the number. There's a lot of jobs out there. And dissatisfaction with their current jobs has never been higher in America, ever. The quits rate is through the roof. It used to be, on average, 2.9 to 3 million jobs were, avail- were open at the time, according to the stats in the, right. the states. Right now, they're up 5.5 they're to 6.2 million. People are not sticking around in jobs, as you say, that they hate. Right. And this is, this is causing no, no end of angst with employers. So why now? Well, now is the best time. To take a look for a job you actually want to do. And the way we develop this uh, software uh, platform is you do it once. You go in and you know, it's going to take you about a half a day to put on in all the detail that we require to help you. But you go in and, and put all this information in once, and when you need another job, which, will, which statistics shows, it's going to be a year and a half, to two years, all you do is turn the program on, and away you go. all your stuff is there. So why now? Now is the absolute best time to find a job you actually want to do. And when the economy is hot, it's easier to meet employers that you actually want to work for because they know that they're always looking for people. So now is the exact right time to do this.
1: And, you know, I, like I said, I have so many friends and acquaintances that do not have good, solid employment right now. They're either working several jobs or they're, they're subbing in or they're doing gig work or, you know, they're contracted and they would love to get a permanent job. And everybody's calling seems to want to call their own shots, so they aren't willing to bend to the normal rules of the typical corporate employer these days. They want to make it happen the way they want to make it happen. Right across the front of this website, it says "Get Paid for Finding Your Dream Job." This is mynewjobhunt dot com. Get paid for finding your dream job. Tell us what that means.
0: I came up with that about a month ago when we were doing this because. The way the system is set up is you go in and you sign up for My New Job Hunt, and it'll cost you, you know, less than two hours of a job search coach's time. And you, you go through the program, you land your job, and then you have the right, you have the right to tell 10 of your friends about this and send them an invitation. And if you send them an invitation to My New Job Hunt, here's what's happen- happening. It's $297 for the program. Whoever you send an invitation to, save $50 and we send you $50. So you can actually make more money than you're going to spend, you know, providing you actually have 10 friends. Um, <laughs> if you invite them. And right now that like I said, the program is uh, you sign up now and you have the right to use it for life because you're going to need to do this. And the tools that are on my new job hunt aren't on any other website. This isn't a job board. It's built for employers to find people quickly and cheaply. Right. This is a system that is built for people to find their dream job. You know, and God forbid employees actually want to have an equal say or stake in the work that they do. God forbid people actually want to enjoy what they're doing. Well, I think so this is set up.
1: Yeah, this sounds amazing. So it's a program that you have access to for life. You pay the one-time fee. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. And then you have opportunity to earn that money back, d- provided that you share the information out. And if it works, why wouldn't you share? Why wouldn't you want your friends to, um, have, to have this too? So
0: Exactly. And we, we're not making it available so anybody can just sell it. We're not interested in selling it. It's not an so affiliate
1: program or anything nope. like that. Okay.
0: Nope. Unless you've actually been through the program and experienced it, and we've had, I said, new grads to uh, Harvard PhDs go through the program. Unless you've actually been through the program and experienced it, you don't know what it's about. We don't want people just joining and then quitting. That does no one any good, right? The whole point of doing My New Job Hunt is, is this is the same version that we will use when we do our Put America Back to Work uh, tour. Okay. And that's aimed at putting a million Americans uh, back to work in jobs that they actually want. To
1: do well this is interesting because I think we have in the u.s a few disgruntled government employees you know we're just coming to the end of the government shutdown or it's been it's been announced that it's over by the time this airs hopefully paychecks will be on their way there have been furloughed workers there have been workers that have continued to work without pay and I think one of the last statistics I read this morning eight hundred thousand individuals will get back pay, which they deserve, but how many of them, since we just talked about what the worker today, the the employee of today wants and is willing to put up with and is willing to do to risk in order to be happy in their work, how many of them are going to continue to stick with the government when there's just been, it's been so scary, especially the last, the last quarter, right, for the U.S. government's workers so this will be interesting to see what happens with this. How how long has this website been up, David? The program uh, been in place? The program has
0: been in place for about a month. Okay. Not for about four, day, about four days.
1: Congratulations. That is, it is great. I am uh, can't wait to talk to you. I want to have you back in six months and tell me how it's going. You okay. know, maybe maybe you have a few individuals that would be willing to share their story. I see that you have a tab on the site about success stories, and I'm going to check it regularly and see how it's going. About I want to see up there now. What's there? There are some up there now? About 60. That's Video, amazing. Audio
0: and, and text.
1: Great. Well, the bio of this episode will include that link and also maybe a, a quick glimpse at a couple of the success stories that are featured there mynewjobhunt.com brand new website up four days my guest is David Perry we're going to take a quick break when we come back I'm going to have a couple of questions for Mr. Perry and hopefully he can roll over and answer them for me we'll be right back HR Latte is brought to you by Never Enough Media tap into what makes your company different the horizon of any business is lined with opportunity for growth for change and for success. And we're back. My guest today, again, is David Perry. He's the managing director for Perry Martell International. David was also known as and named by the Wall Street Journal, the rogue recruiter. And if you were listening earlier and heard the story about the banner being flown over Detroit, then you are um, you got a glimpse into why he, he earned that moniker. So David, I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to remind our our audience about mynewjobhunt.com. Please take a look at that. There will be more information in the bio for this show, and we'll probably come back and talk to David again about how my new job hunt is going and if there's anything new happening or anything else that we should know or share with job seekers out there. I want to talk about mistakes that job seekers are making today. If you could pinpoint the biggest mistake that a job seeker makes today, end of 2018, 2019, what's happening out there? What's the biggest mistake they're making?
0: Most job hunters are still supplicants. That's not a bad word. Here's what I mean by that. The biggest mistake job hunters make is applying for jobs. Seriously. I mean, it's, uh, applying for jobs, how ridiculous. Imagine if you put that sort of thinking behind finding a, a mate. You apply to be a spouse. Huh. And I ask, so, so what do you do if you're not going to apply for jobs? right what you what you should be doing is figuring out who you want to work for who you want to work for and go and have conversations with those companies and the people inside those companies that have issues that you can solve and here's again here's the math on this the turnover rate in mm-hmm. America so mm-hmm. not retention so much as just regular turnover right. has been 20 three and a half to 24.8 for the last 20 years. So what does that mean? That means that out of a company of a hundred, 24 people are going to turn over every year. They get moved, they they die, they get married, whatever. 24 people out of a hundred. So even when a company has a hiring freeze, they're losing have to have those 24 people. They they still have 24% turnover. They still need to hire 24 people. That's what people don't realize. Even in a hiring freeze, employers are looking for solutions. They're just not adding any new bodies to the payroll. So, If you look at it, job hunting, through the eyes of what you want to do and what your value is as an individual, and by value, I mean what kind of problems can you solve for an employer? Because an employer is interested in one of three things for a job hunter. Before they know you as an individual, they want to know one of three things. Can you make me money? Can you save me money? Can you increase my efficiency? That's it. So if you look at your own skill sets in that area, what is the thing that I can do, bring to an employer... And who do I want to work for? And it's not hard to do that kind of research. Then you go out and say, hey, my name is, and I know you've got this problem, and I've solved this problem before. You know, can we have a coffee? Your listeners can go and uh, Google, "Starbucks." it's called the Starbucks Coffee Cup Caper. And uh, they'll probably get a couple thousand hits. But the Starbucks Coffee Cup Caper explains this, as well as a concept called uh, recruiting or, or talking to the networking with the newly departed, newly departed, not dead people. Uh, <laughs> newly, newly departed. Well, imagine if you've you got a company of 10, you've got a list as, an, as a potential job hunter, and you're looking for your next interesting gig, and you profile 10 companies that you want to know more about. Well, rather than having information interviews, because nobody wants to do that, you know, it'd be easier to just jump on Google and network with the newly departed. And what that means is you jump on Google and you throw in the name of the company that you're interested in, the title of the person you're probably going to be reporting to, and the word resume. And what that tells Google to do is go back and and drag forward all the resumes of the people that work at that company that have the title in the past. And you read through them and you pick one and say, phone them up and say, hey, George, my name is, and I know you used to work at XYZ Corporation, and I'm doing some research. Can I ask you a couple of quick questions? You're going to say yes, you're going to say no. Nine times out of 10, they're going to say yes. And when they do say no, just explain it to them again, and they usually say yes. And then you just ask them some questions about what it's like to work at that company. And then all of a sudden, you're finding out from an insider standpoint who can now talk to you because they no longer work there, right? So there's no laws that says they can't. They're telling you about the manager and whether or not they're on the radar of the CEO or whether they're on the end of the boot of the CEO and what their issues are. And so you can decide for yourself, well, they have those problems and I've solved that. So now who do I talk to? And that helps you tailor a resume, helps you tailor a covering letter. It helps you tailor your voicemail messages and your follow-up emails. These are all the things we teach you in My New Job. But the point is you've gone from applying for a job, which is, you know, you're one of, pick a number, to, uh, you know, thousands, right? To now you're in a job pool of one because it's just you looking at those 10 organizations and. When you go to meet them and they go, well, why did you pick us? Well, you got the notes right there. I picked you because of this, this, this. And they're just looking at you like deers in the headlight. Hmm. And you're not having an interview anymore. Now you're having a business conversation about what their issues are and how you can help them solve them. And if the issues are important enough, they'll hire you either permanently or on a contract or whatever. But you have a foot in the door, you're having a conversation, and you're equals at the table. So you're no longer a supplicant. I love this. You're a value adder. The value add in your car is the, the value add in your car is the software, right? Yep. It's not the car. It's the software. Well, as an employee, the value in the company is not really what the company does per se, but what the individuals inside the company do. We're all fighting for the best talent, right? That's a whole nother discussion. Right. Showing that you're the value adder so that they can clearly go, oh, I get it. I know where you fit.
1: See, the the best talent for one company is not the best talent for another company. And you're putting this in the hands of the employee, allowing the job seeker to actually make the decision whether or not they'd be a fit with this organization ahead of time. It's filtering the process. It's what we expect and hope that employer branding will do. Right. And it's nipping or getting to employee engagement prior to the employment. It's finding out whether or not this person's going to be a good fit, which we've been talking about for 20 plus years, right? It, whether or not the culture is the right culture for them, whether or not they're going to be happy in this job. And guess what? I'm going to predict that if you end up working for the company you want to work for, doing the job that you want to do and a job that you're good at, that you choose to excel at with an organization that gives back to you, that makes you feel valued, that one and a half year turnover rate is going to Extend and become no, it's just gonna be, longer.
0: It's just going to crush it. It's just going to crush it. And this was the whole point in starting the thing that I started with another friend almost 20 years ago. I mean, you know, I'm a Canadian, but I grew up in the United States of right. the United right. States Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. And, and I know what it's like to give to a community because that's the environment I grew up in. That's the America I know. Sorry, I'm getting goosebumps now.
1: I love the this.
0: The America I know. And, and quite frankly, I think America. Um, well, America does lead the world. There's no question that there's never been any country in the world that's done more for the rest of the world than America. And I believe that, people can argue, I believe that wholeheartedly. So here's my gift. I can help solve this turnover problem. I can help solve this unhappiness problem. And this is one of those solutions. And the reason I'm interested in getting to that solution is because there are so many, You know, 98% of the world has no idea how we live and how good it is. But we as a country can't turn around and solve the rest of the world's problems anymore until we've solved
1: some of, oh, some of our own. But I have yes. no
0: doubt. I have no doubt that as we start to solve our own issues, because unemployment turns over or you know, goes down and productivity goes up, America will once again turn to the rest of the world and say, i can going help.
1: This is America great.
0: Real world problems.
1: David, thank you so much for joining me today on HR Latte. We're going to have you back for a couple more conversations. I really want to talk about your inside-out approach, setting a standard for executive search, as well as natjobs.com, which is, I think you shared with me, as a sister site for mynewjobhunt.com. So folks, you can absolutely check that out before that next episode airs. But it has been my absolute pleasure to have my friend and colleague, David Perry, here as my guest, my first show of 2019. Thanks, David, for joining me today.
0: Thank you very much. I'm honored.